Llegaron los Propane Days a Lowe's. Desde ahora hasta el 16 de junio, los miembros MVPs de Lowe's reciben un 20% de reembolso en pintura con una tarjeta de regalo electrónica de Lowe's por compras de pinturas elegibles de 100 dólares o más. Lleva la nueva y exclusiva pintura HGTV Home de Sherwin-Williams Specride para interiores. Lowe's sabe de pros. Aplican exclusiones, restricciones y más términos. Visita Lowe's.com diagonal L diagonal Pro Loyalty Terms. Sujeto a cambios. It is draft week here for the Pittsburgh Steelers, which means we are going all the way with our coverage here at the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. We got the North Shore Drive podcast, the Monday episode. I'm your host, Chris Carter. We've got two Steelers guests on at the same time because we're going to have dueling first round mock drafts. You want to know where your, your top players are going to go and who the Steelers might pick? We got Ray Filippato and Brian Batko going with their mock drafts at the same time to see how the full first round plays out. All that and more right here on the Monday edition of the North Short Drive podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter. Let's get into it. You are now listening to the North Shore Drive podcast, a show on all things Pittsburgh sports from the writers of the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette, hosted by Christopher Carter. Hello and welcome to the Monday edition of the North Shore Drive podcast, our podcast here at the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. Get all of our content at post-gazette.com. If you want more like this podcast, our Monday, Wednesday, and Friday episodes, as well as all of the video and audio content, check us out at all our podcasting platforms, but also especially on YouTube. Like this video if you enjoy it. Subscribe to this YouTube channel to get all of the daily content that comes out from the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. We thank everyone for all for all the times they're checking in. And now it's draft week. We've done a lot of speculating, a lot of talking about who's going to go where, top 30 visits, a lot of analysis. And now this is the week that you're going to see all the all the things being made. And then Thursday night, it kicks off the first round, and we'll see how the Steelers do. Today, we're joined by two of our Steelers beat writers, Brian Batko, Ray Fittipato. You've seen and heard them all season long, all offseason long. We're having them on together to have some dueling mock drafts. Uh, gentlemen, I think it's going to be very interesting to see how this plays out. I'm very intrigued to see how you guys uh, list your players and moving forward. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna break this off a little bit and just start start with start with the first overall pick, Carolina Panthers. They traded up to get it from Chicago. I want to lead with Ray. Ray, who's your first guy coming off the board here if you're doing a mock draft? All right, looks like I got the easy one. Uh, we will go Bryce Young to the Panthers with number one. Bryce Young to the Panthers. Oh, just to let you know, you both are doing all the picks together. We're seeing just how you guys do in compare comparing all of the picks that you made. So if okay. you're if if the other guy picks one, you can pick the same guy because it's just a, this is just evaluating where you pick your guys. So okay. you said you said you have Bryce Young. Bryce Young to the Panthers. I'm not right. going to disagree with Ray. We can breeze through uh, the top pick. I I think that's a pretty poorly kept secret at this point. Exactly. All right. We so we we got. We got the same thing there. All right, let's move to the second draft pick here, and that's the Houston Texans sitting there at second overall. A lot of people have them going quarterback here as well. Do you guys have the same? Ray, we'll let you lead it off again. Yeah, I mean, I see that uh, Levis is now the betting favorite, but Ooh. I'm not buying it. I'm going to go C.J. Stroud, number two to the Texans. Okay. See, I am buying it. I'm going to go with Will Levis to the Texans at two. Whoa. I think there might be something to all this buzz because it's not just that. I feel like there's been some some rumors percolating for about a week now that they uh, that they won't take Stroud. So uh, I'll say I'll say Levis at two, even though I think it's kind of unpredictable at this point. Still, 
it's 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 the the week of the draft. All the rumors fly. All the stories get crazy. But we got the we got two quarterbacks out of the way. Now is where we we see a change in pace in that the Arizona Cardinals sit at three. Who do you guys have going, Ray? Who's your first guy? That's a, probably a non quarterback here. Yeah, I mean, if if all this stuff wasn't going on with Jalen Carter, I would probably have Carter going to the cards here. But I'm going with Will Anderson instead. Will Anderson, yeah, and, my edge rusher. Gotcha. In my uh, in my mock draft that I do for uh, the Post Gazette, my full first round this week. Spoiler alert, I'll probably have the cards making a trade here, but for the sake of simplicity, I'll just have them staying and making their pick. And I think we're going to do that with all of them, right, Chris? We'll just... That's where, yeah, we're, uh, no, we're not getting too crazy with this with right. this mock here. So I'll go Tyree Wilson from Texas Ooh. Tech, uh, more of a five-technique uh, defensive end type of guy. Uh, I'll I'll slot him in here at Arizona's pick. All right. That, that, that sounds very cool. All right, so we got two edge rushers going off in the third pick, but both different ones now. We go back to the Indianapolis Colts, where I where I think a lot of people have slated. A lot of people had Will Levis going here, but Ray, is that where you have him going? Or you got someone else? Yeah, no. This is where I think Will Levis is going to go. The the Colts obviously need a quarterback. They haven't had that situated right really since Locke retired. So I'm going mm-hmm. Levis right here at number four. Yeah, I got of course. You. What you got, Brian? Of course, I agree with Ray on the quarterback thing, but obviously, I had Levis going too. So I'm going to say. Uh, the Colts stay, stand pat and get possibly the best player in this draft in C.J. Stroud from Ohio State. What makes you think C.J. is the best player in this draft? I think he's possibly the best player and that a lot of these rumors about his uh, cognition <laughs> test and uh, some of the character stuff might be a little bit of a smokescreen for one of the teams at the top. So um, if that's the case, I think the Colts would they'd just be happy to sit there and, and land Stroud. I hear you. All right, let's go to number five and the Seattle Seahawks. This is where I think it starts to get interesting because the Seahawks, they signed Geno Smith, but there's some people who think they still could use a quarterback out there. Ray, do the Seahawks stay stay home and get the, just the best position player out there, or do they reach a quarterback? Um, I don't think they need to reach. I think Geno had a good enough year that if you're not going to get one of the top guys, why would you go for a Richardson or, or a Hendon Hooker here? So I'll go Tyree Wilson. Uh, number five to the Seahawks. All right. And I will just flip-flop here with Ray and say Will Anderson to the Seahawks since I had Tyree Wilson going third, and I'll have the Alabama uh, edge rusher going here fifth, Seattle. He doesn't make it out of the top five. But okay, uh, but right. who knows? Got- uh, yeah, I feel like he might be sliding a little bit um, on some people's boards, but I'll, I'll still say Seattle makes the safe pick. I hear you on that. Okay, so we're five picks in. We've got three quarterbacks from each of you and two edge rushers. So now we get to the Detroit lions at sixth overall Ray, who you is this where Jalen Carter goes or you got them going somewhere else? No, I mean, they just, they just got rid of Jeff Okuda. Um, I think they're going to go corner here. They have two first round picks. I think they can address some of their other needs later. They don't have to gamble on Carter here. Excuse me. So I'll go Devin Witherspoon to the lions. Ooh. I'm going to go Jalen Carter. Uh, I think this will be his landing spot. You know, his agent, Drew Rosenhaus, has been very adamant that he's not going to fall too far. Is that agent speak or is that real? I'm going to lean toward that lean toward that being real and say he goes six to Dan Campbell and company. I think that's very interesting now. Because now the corner going off at six, 
that is the first time we see a position that the Steelers are, are have been spending a lot of time looking at. Devin Witherspoon wasn't one of their big top 30 visits where the brass went or, or top, top 30 visit or one of the big pro days that the top brass, you know, went to and took in fully. But still, a corner coming off the board usually starts to impact the next picks when people start to get antsy about it. The Raiders are up next at seventh overall. Ray, do you see them taking being the second team to go get a cornerback here? So, no. But what I've been trying to figure out, guys, is once Jalen Carter does start to slide, where does he end up? And to me, I mean, Al Davis isn't here anymore, but Mark Davis is. So mm-hmm. the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. Jalen Carter, the Raiders, <laughs> it just sounds like a Raiders draft pick to me. It does. It does. And it's crazy because they've had, I think, like their last like three-ish first-round picks all get in trouble and not be on the team anymore. Uh, it, it just keeps happening to them. So that does add up, Ray. I think hey, tra- track going. Yeah. <laughs> he said, let's keep it going. Brian, who do you got the Raiders taking here? Uh, I'm going to have the Raiders going corner. Christian Gonzalez from Oregon. I think they keep him out there on the West Coast where he's thrived at Colorado and with the Ducks. And they've got to they've got to have a playmaker on that back end because one of those guys or multiple of those guys who've gotten in trouble, Chris, have been defensive backs. So uh, get a clean prospect to slot in there and start from day one in, in the desert. I hear you. Well, we are, what, seven picks in? So now we have the Falcons coming up next. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, I'm going to get both of these guys' thoughts, and we're going to get ever closer to the Steelers at 17th overall here in a first-round dueling mock draft where you get two different perspectives from our Steelers beat writers on how this <laughs> – there we go, the fist of cups there from Brian on the YouTube screen here. But – I want to talk to keep keep this going. Before we do that, I want to talk to you guys about our great sponsors at Game Time. GameTime.co is, of course, the place that you need to go to to buy tickets for whatever favorite event that you might have missed out, out on. Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for any event, whether that's sports, music, comedy, theater, anything near you. Game Time is going to help you find. They have killer deals on last minute tickets and their best price guarantee, so you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun that you're about to have at the event. You can download the Game Time app today, and it'll help you book tickets at the last minute, even if you didn't plan far out in advance and sometimes that ha- that happens to you you're planning it out and you think oh man the prices are going to be out of this world game time is going to help you find the best price there and you can get exclusive flash deals on t- ticket events for football basketball baseball concerts comedy theater and much much more the game time guarantee get- makes it so that even if, 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 if you're always getting the best price and if you find tickets that are in the same section and the same row for less at the same event that you're at Game Time will credit you 110% of the difference. Snag the tickets without the stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code PITTPIT, all capital letters, all one word, for $20 off your first purchase. Or go to their website, GameTime.co. Terms apply. Create an account and redeem code PITTPIT, all capital letters, all one word, for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. We're back here on the North Shore Drive podcast. Chris Carter here with Brian Batko and Ray Fittipaldo, two of our three Steelers beat writers here at the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. Get all of our work at pitpost-gazette.com. Fellas, let's keep it rolling here. We finished off at the seventh overall pick with the Las Vegas Raiders. Ray, you had Jalen Carter going off the board. Uh, Brian, you had Christian Gonzalez going off the board. It's very interesting. Everything else has been the same, but the one factor here that's different is that you two guys have gone with different cornerbacks as your first corners 
off the board. Quickly before we continue, just a quick thought here. Ray, why do you have Devin Witherspoon going first? And then after that, Brian, explain your reasoning for Christian Gonzalez. I think Witherspoon is probably the most well-rounded corner in this draft. Um, ability to play and run support, he can cover. Um, he's not as big as Gonzalez, but you know Gonzalez is kind of more known as the playmaker of this group. I just think the Lions are going to want a guy. The Lions are ready to win, and I think they're going to want an all-around good player, and I think Witherspoon is that guy. Yeah, I think both are, are really good and probably a notch above Joey Porter Jr. as prospects. But for me, it's kind of what Ray just outlined there. The size, the speed for Gonzalez. I just think he's a little bit of a cleaner prospect and more of your traditional top 10 type. And I think that, you know, the Raiders, they really can't afford to miss. They're walking a little bit of a narrow line right now with Jimmy Garoppolo coming in at QB. You better hit on this guy. And I think Christian Gonzalez is uh, a little bit more likely to hit, at least for me. I hear you on that. Let's keep it rolling here with this mock draft here. All right. We are at the Atlanta Falcons at eighth overall. Ray, lead us off. Who you got them taking? Yeah, Brian and I weren't far off. I got Gonzalez here going to the Falcons. Got to see them up close in the fall. They weren't very good defensively, and I think Gonzalez gives them a good playmaker on the outside. Okay. Brian, who you got? Yeah, so uh, number eight here, the Falcons. I'm going to surprise. I've got Nolan Smith, outside linebacker from Whoa. Georgia. A guy who, I mean, let's be honest, who knows? He might not even end up in the first half of the first round, but I've got him going top 10 after – he was probably the single biggest winner at the Combine. And the pedigree is there as a, the former number one recruit in the country. So uh, I think they bring him into Atlanta and try to finally generate some pass rush. That's been an issue for them for a long time. That's very interesting. Brian, you have three edge edge rushers off in the first eight picks here of the NFL draft. That's all. That's going to be interesting to see how things play out. Both of you uh, still have one. Uh, well, no, Ray just had his second cornerback off the board. But now the Chicago Bears are up at ninth overall. Ray, who you got them taking? Yeah, I mean, I this one has been mocked a lot. I just think the Bears have seen him a lot. He played at Northwestern. I think he's the best offensive lineman in this class, whether you think he's a guard or a tackle. So I think Peter Skaronsky goes here to the Bears, as a lot of people have predicted. Once again, I'm I'm agreeing with Ray on the position, but I'm going to go with a different player and say Ohio Ooh. State's Paris Johnson Jr. goes in the top 10 to the Bears, you know, reunite him with his college teammate Justin Fields and try to find that Franchise left tackle, which, you know, he's got uh, he's got the size to do that and the length and all that good stuff. Wow, that, that, is, that is very interesting. Peter Skaronsky going off the board first for Ray and then Paris Johnson going off the board first for Brian. This is starting to get really interesting. There's another offensive lineman there. So for Ray, two corners and one offensive lineman off the board, all three uh, of which I think impact the Steelers eventually down the line for as far as who falls to them. Uh, Brian, you have one corner and one offensive tackle off the board. Uh, and Paris Johnson was one of their top 30 visits uh, and a person they saw at the, at the pro day. So I think that's also a double impact there. All right, 10th overall, Ray, who, who are the Eagles taking there? This is my first big upset. Um, you know, a lot of people have B. John Robinson going here because a lot of people think the Eagles are win. Uh, they're ready mm -hmm. to win, and they can kind of have like a, a surprise pick here. I'm not going to go that route, but I, I am going to give you – um, one that might raise some eyebrows here. Um, they lost Javon Hargrave. He's not exactly a Hargrave um, 
type of a guy, but I'm going to go you're going with Elijah Cansey. Yes, sir. Right here. Llegaron los Propane Days a Lowe's. Desde ahora hasta el 16 de junio, los miembros MVPs de Lowe's reciben un 20% de reembolso en pintura con una tarjeta de regalo electrónica de Lowe's por compras de pinturas elegibles de 100 dólares o más. Lleva la nueva y exclusiva pintura HGTV Home de Sherwin-Williams Specride para interiores. Lowe's sabe de pros. Aplican exclusiones, restricciones y más términos. Visita Lowe's.com diagonal L diagonal Pro Loyalty Terms. Sujeto a cambios. Okay. Wow, there we go. The the Kalaja Kansi going top ten. That is uh that would be that would be a pit player going off the top ten. Shoot, now you're gonna have to make me bust out my research. See the last pit player who did go in the top ten, because I think Revis went 16th overall. I think it might have been uh Larry Fitzgerald in 2004. So you might be right. That, 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 that's going back. Brian, who you got the Eagles take it? Yeah, I'm going to go with Bijan Robinson here. I know that that's really not their philosophy as an organization, but I think this is just the case of the prospect being too good. They lost Miles Sanders in free agency. Make defenses uh, account for Jalen Hurts going with the ball to one side and Bijan Robinson going with the ball to the other side. And good luck trying to uh, cover all <laughs> your bases against those two guys. Uh, I hear I hear you on that, and that would be a challenge. And yes, I was correct. Larry Fitzgerald went third overall to the Arizona Cardinals back in the 2004 NFL Draft. Kalijah Kansi making some headwaves there. For those who might be thinking that it's Aaron Donald, he went 13th to the, uh, when he went to the Rams, so that was a bit different there. But all right, now where we are outside of the top ten, the Tennessee Titans are on the board. Ray, who are they taking? Uh, they need to replenish their offensive line. <laughs> Um, as much as they could maybe use B. John Robinson too with the Derrick Henry rumors. But uh, I'm going to go Paris Johnson Jr. here. Mike Vrabel gets another Buckeye. Okay. Yeah, so the, the trickle down for me of uh, you know the quarterbacks going in the top four, that means there's one big name left on the board. And with the Titans, I'm just getting rebuild vibes from them down in Nashville. New GM, rumors swirling about Derrick Henry. Obviously, some strife with the head coach in, in the previous front office. Maybe they just need to reset after taking Malik Willis in the third round last year. Anthony Richardson, quarterback from Florida, goes to Tennessee. Maybe he learns for a year behind Ryan Tannehill. And Malik Willis probably gets shipped elsewhere, I would think. But uh, that I don't have to worry about that right now on the North Shore Drive. <laughs> exactly. No, that you don't have to worry about the, the, the trades they have to make in conjunction with the pick, just the pick itself. Interesting that Anthony Richards falls to 11. I think a lot of mock drafters out there have him going top 10, top five even. With Yeah, so I think a team falling. would trade up for him, Chris. But in this scenario, uh, I'll see the Titans just, just stand there and get him. Absolutely. All right. The Texans are sitting there. Ray, uh, you, had the, you had the Texans selecting C.J. Stroud there. Who do they get to yeah. pair with him? Yeah, now you take the best player on the board. A lot of people wondering, B. John Johnson, uh, Robinson, is he going to fall, you know, 15, 20? But I'll say the Texans start building around Stroud and uh, they get perhaps the best offensive player in this draft. B. John Robinson. And I am going to say the Texans go with Devin Witherspoon here, cornerback from Illinois. Okay. Um, I think that he might be the best player on their board in this spot and they feel good about doing that all right 
So now you both have two cornerbacks off the board. Uh, both have Peter Paris Johnson off the board. Uh, Ray also has Peter Skaronsky. Let's go to the Jets because the Jets are a team that a lot of people have slating taking an offensive tackle. And this is one of the spots that I think the Steelers will be watching closely to see how that position falls. Ray, who do you have the Jets taking? Yeah, I mean, they do need offensive line. I'm going to go Broderick Jones from Georgia here. I, You know, as much as I think he might be in play for the Steelers at 17, I just think there's going to be a run on tackles once Skaronsky and some of those other guys come off the board. Yeah, I'm with Ray on this one. You know, Broderick Jones, to me, is is the pick here for the Jets, hands down. They they took a chance, big swing on Mekhi Becton a few years ago, and he just can't stay healthy. So I, I say they go with Broderick Jones, and I say with that, if the, if the Steelers want one of those two, Paris Johnson or Broderick Jones, they probably have to move up ahead of the Jets. That's, that's kind of my takeaway as it pertains to Pittsburgh, guys. That's what I was going to ask next. Where does the trade-up happen? Because now – uh, at this point, both of you have Paris Johnson and Broderick Jones coming off the board. Uh, Ray, you have Broderick Jones, Paris Johnson, and Peter Skaronsky off the board yeah. um, on top of uh, Christian Gonzalez and Devin Witherspoon. So now Joey Porter Jr., we've talked all offseason about three cornerbacks and three offensive tack- three offensive tackles, three offensive linemen that you, that, that you can focus on. In your, in your mock here, Ray, only one of those guys is left. The, are you agreeing with Brian here that this is where maybe a place where if the Steelers wanted to be aggressive, they would need to be if they wanted to get one of those guys. Yeah. So two possibilities for me, and I, I'm writing about this later in the week. Uh, number nine, you can make a big move. Um, Omar Khan and Ryan Poles just did business in the fall. They could revisit that. Uh, they could hook up and trade or uh, Andy White and Joe Douglas work together with the Ravens um, and with the Eagles. So Joe Douglas now with the Jets. I know they both need offensive tackles, but, you know, if they can come together and make a deal, I think trading up to the Jets spot at 13 is another possibility as well. Interesting there. All right, let's move on to pick number 14 here. You got the Patriots on the board here. Ray, who do they take? Uh, I don't know what direction this football team is going. (laughs) Um, There's all kinds of Mac, you know, rumors about Mac there, but – I know Bill Belichick has a long relationship with Kirk Ferentz in mm-hmm. Iowa, so I'm going Lucas Van Ness to the okay. Patriots in this spot. That's an interesting pick there. I'm not sure how many Lucas Van Nesses to the Pats I've seen out there. Brian, who you got them taking? So I think the, the Patriots need that true, big, long outside corner, and that could spell a little bit of uh, consternation for the Steelers here. I'm going to say they go Ooh. with the legacy pick, Joey Porter Jr. Oh, and get a guy who you have to think grew up disliking the Patriots, who <laughs> probably took a couple rings off of his dad's finger. But what are you going to do? I'll say Belichick uh, trusts the bloodlines here and, and goes with JPJ, as I guess the draft community is referring to him. Man. Joey Porter once Joey Porter Sr. once dropped a pick six against Drew Bledsoe in an AFC championship <laughs> game and didn't forgive himself until he won that that next Super Bowl. Uh, but that's ve- that's a very interesting story there. Man, Lucas Van Ness, Joey Porter Jr., both off the board at 14th overall. When we come back, we're gonna round out the rest of this draft pick and of draft and get to the Steelers pick here and also set up who they could be able to take at 32 overall. All that in here running right the North Shore Drive podcast. Stick with us. We'll be right back. We're
We're back here on the North Shore Drive podcast. Chris Carter here with Brian Batko and Ray Fredopato, two of our Steelers beat writers here on the, sh- on the show. You can find all our content at post-gazette.com. Let's get right to it. We are we are now upon us. It is uh, the 15th overall pick. The Steelers are within three three picks here. The Packers are on the board, though. Ray, who do you have them taking? Well, they refused to give weapons to Rodgers for years, but <laughs> I don't think they're going to make the same mistake twice. Uh I got Jordan Addison going off the board here to the Packers. Whoa, Jordan Addison is the first receiver off the board here for Ray. Not not why him over Jackson Smith and Jigba. Uh, you know, I I, I just think Addison um, is a, a good overall player. I know he didn't test well. Um, I don't know if there's a great receiver in this draft, and I think it's just going to be a matter of what flavor these teams like. And I think Addison might be the safer pick, but um, yeah, I, I just think. He's going to be a, a guy who comes off somewhere in this range, and I think I think the Packers will pull the trigger here. Okay, what you got, Brian? So I've got similar thinking. You know, the Aaron Rodgers divorce, messy as it was, might as well twist the knife a little bit if you're Green Bay and give Jordan Love a pass catcher. But I am going to go with Smith and Jigba from Ohio State. I think that he's just a a really good safety valve to have for a young quarterback. I guess Jordan Love's not even that young anymore, but a new starting quarterback getting his feet wet. Uh, I, I think Smith and Jigba could be the right move for that. Okay. Now this is the pick before the Steelers here. The Washington commanders are on the board. Ray, who do they take at 16? Yeah. I mean, this is where they can, they need a lot. You could even argue they need a quarterback here, but I, this is where I'm going to put Joey Porter Jr. I think Joey Porter Jr. Does not get to the Steelers. I have him going to the commanders right here. Okay. Brian. And I don't think Peter Skaronsky gets to the Steelers if they're even interested in him as a tackle. I think the league is probably all over the place with that and talent evaluators with physical measurement thresholds and things of that nature. So uh, I'm going to say they don't have to worry about it, though. And he goes to a commander's team that maybe ends up using him at tackle, maybe ends up using him inside at guard. Either way, they need to build from the inside out. And I think they'll try to start making their O-line as strong as their D-line down there in D.C. Okay, wow. So now we are here to the Steelers at 17th overall. All three of the top offensive linemen, all three of the top corners that we've talked about are off of both of your boards. So with that being said, Ray, who do the Pittsburgh Steelers take at 17 in your mock here? Steelers take Tennessee tackle Darnell Wright. Okay. Give me me your your rundown on Darnell Wright here uh, and him being the, the next guy that they would take here. Yeah, I mean, just, you get him in the time to figure out if he's a left tackle or right tackle. He played the left side in 2021, but almost every draft analyst believes he'd be better on the right side or a guard. But, hey, just get him in here, see where he fits best. And, again, I'm just going to go back to what I've always heard about this new regime. They want to build from the inside out. And then, secondly, this draft is known for its depth at corner, so they can go get their corner at 32 or 49. Brian, where are you at with the Steelers right now? Well, I'm going to go with a guy who I'm, I'm surprised is still on the board as I go through this exercise and probably won't be on Thursday night at 17. And the big reason why is because I mocked Bijan Robinson to the Eagles earlier at 10. I think if mm-hmm. they go a different direction, they probably would have gone with this man here who I'm about to mention. But Lucas Van Ness from Iowa, yeah. uh, defensive lineman. I think he was the original Ray Fittipaldo pick this year. I always put a lot of stock into that come mock draft season. <laughs> Ray's gut. You can't go against Ray's gut. So 
Uh, I think the Steelers would be thrilled uh, to land him at 17. Maybe it'd be slightly bittersweet uh, that they don't get one of those uh, top tackles. But if any D lineman in this class is kind of your typical Cam Hayward successor, once he gets a little bigger and stronger, it's probably Van Ness. And I, I think they would probably just come into the media room afterward and say, guys, best player available. I know we've got a lot of guys on our D line, but we couldn't pass up uh, on this guy. So uh, that's who I've got going to the Steelers, at least in this show. And in this uh, podcast, Chris is Lucas Van Ness. Well, there you have it. Our mocks for both of our Steelers beat writers on the show today. Darnell Wright, offensive tackle from Tennessee for Ray Fittipato. Lucas Van Ness, defensive lineman from Iowa for Brian Batko. Okay, gentlemen, we're going to do a quick run through going the rest of the picks after the Steelers to see how the board falls. And then after that, I want to give. I want to get your thoughts on who the Steelers would take at thirty-two. So let's 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 do this in a quick speed order here. Lions at eighteen. Ray, who you got? Richardson. I know they like golf, but we'll go Richardson as a project here. Okay, Brian. I'll go Deontay Banks, corner from Maryland. Gotcha. The Buccaneers are up next at nineteen. Ray, who you got? Nolan Smith. Ooh, Nolan's off the board there. Okay, Brian. I'm gonna say Jordan Addison down to Tampa. All right, Jordan Addison in the Bay. Okay, Seattle Seahawks now at 20. Right. I want to go. This is where I think Miles Murphy goes off the board. Miles Murphy, an interesting player because people had him pegged as a top 10 guy before his injury. Now that Seattle Seahawks get him down at 20. Brian, who you got? So I had Will Anderson going to them with the first pick. Uh, I'm going to keep it on defense, give them another, uh, another guy to use in their secondary, Brian Branch from Alabama. That's where Brian Branch, the safety from Alabama, goes. Interesting pick there. Chargers up at 21. Ray, who you got? This is where I think Deontay Banks goes off the board. So Okay. Thanks to the Chargers. Thanks to the Chargers. Brian, you have Banks going to the Lions a few picks before. Where Who you got the Chargers taking? I'm going to say they open the, the can on uh, tight ends here and give them Dalton Kincaid from Utah okay. to be Justin Herbert's new best friend. Getting a big playmaker there. Ravens now up. A lot of people wonder what's going to happen with Lamar Jackson. Ray, how do you have them making their pick here? Uh, I know they just signed Odell. I think they're going to want to get a uh, a young guy in there too. So this is where we'll go with Smith and Jigba. Smith and Jigba off the board. But, Brian, you have both Smith and Jigba and Addison already picked here. Who do the Ravens take? Yeah, do they go with one of these other receivers who have some flaws in their game? Uh, I think that's still the best way for Baltimore to reload, but I'm going to go a slightly different direction, give them uh, a defensive lineman in Brian Brzee from Clemson. Ooh, now that's a sneaky pick there because the Clemson defensive lineman, some of the people wondering if he'll slip down to 32 for the Steelers. Here he would not. They did lose Calais Campbell in free agency. All right, Vikings up at 23. Ray, who are they taking? I know he's almost as old as Kirk Cousins, but I'll go <laughs> Hendon Hooker here. <laughs> Hendon Hooker could be my dad. Um, that is uh, that is a very interesting pick there at 23. Brian, we got? I'm not really buying the Hendon Hooker to the Vikings buzz. Uh, difficult place for them because you feel like their roster is good, but just not good enough. Uh, I'm going to go Miles Murphy from Clemson. All right. Miles Murphy adding to Patrick Jones and that edge rushing crew there. Uh, Pittman himself. Jaguars up next at 24. Ray, who they who they take? Uh, I feel like the Jags take a D lineman almost every draft. I don't know why that is, but uh, I got them going Brian Brzee here. There's Brian Brzee coming off the board for, for Ray. Brian, who you got taken? 
Yeah, I mean, I feel like you uh, you really can't go wrong if you stick with these defensive players who are versatile and can go a lot of different ways. So uh, I'm going to say the Jaguars here go with somebody who is kind of an under-the-radar sleeper, but I'll say Will McDonald from Iowa State, Ooh. who's kind of getting some late buzz here as a pretty polished pass rusher. Yeah, I've heard a lot of hype about him. He's been rising up the boards. Uh, Giants pick next, I think, at 24 here. Yes. Um, uh, who you got Who you got here, Ray? Actually, at 25, excuse me. Yeah, they need weapons, so this is where I'm going to say my first tight end comes off the board. This is where I got Kincaid going. Alton Kincaid to the Giants. Working with Daniel Jones out there in New York. Brian, who you got? Same thing. They need weapons, but not a tight end for me. I'll say Quentin Johnston, the big wide receiver from TCU. Um, maybe he'll be able to stretch the field for Daniel Jones and those guys. I was wondering where he would fall for you guys because he is a big, he is indeed a big athletic receiver at six foot three. All right, the Cowboys are on the board. Ray, who do they take? They need a back um, to go along with Pollard. So I got Jameer Gibbs going off the board here to the Cowboys. Oh, two first round running backs here. That's going to make things very interesting, I think, for the Steelers at 32. Uh, Brian, do you have a similar path here? They go somewhere else. No, I'm going to say um, they they fortify the offensive line there around Dak Prescott and bring in Darnell Wright from Tennessee. And they're good enough uh, already on offense that they can take a little bit of time probably and see where he fits the best. Okay, the Buffalo Bills have been knocking on the door for the past couple of years but not been able to kick it in. 27th overall, Ray, who do they take? You know, we haven't had an interior lineman go, and uh, I, I think they have to start protecting – um, Allen a little bit more. Um, as much as I'd like to give them a weapon, I'm going to go Osiris Torrance off the board here to the Bills. That's a, that, that's a, I think a very interesting and strong pick there. Uh, Torrance, one of the one I think one of the better interior offensive linemen for sure here. Brian, what do you got? I am going to stick with the idea of adding to the offense to help Josh Allen, but I will give them a pass catcher in Zay Flowers from Ooh. Boston College. ACC guy I've watched make quite a few plays over the past few years out there, Zay Flowers. All right, the Bengals are up at 28th overall. Ray, who do they take? Uh, they've got plenty of weapons around Joe Burrow, mm -hmm. uh, but to compete with the Chiefs and some of the other teams in the AFC, this is where I have Brian Branch going off the board. Versatile guy, can play safety, can play nickel. I'll say he goes uh, to the Bengals here. They did lose both their safety, so that does make a lot of sense there. Brian, who you got them taking? I think they need a traditional Y in-line tight end uh, to, to make Joe Burrow even happier with that cast of characters. So I'll give them Michael Mayer from Notre Dame. I think he's probably the most complete prospect at this, at this position. The weapons! They, they don't have enough pass catchers in CC Dang, Brian. Just give you can't them you can't have enough in the AFC these days, Chris. I mean, everybody's just chasing after Patrick Mahomes all the time. My goodness, that is that, that, that I mean, heck of a pick. If they pulled that off, uh Joe Burrow, which is there's there's too many people to cover there. But let's let's keep it rolling. Saints up next. They traded into this pick 29th overall. Ray. Uh they need weapons too. I'm going say flowers here to the Saints. At 29. Zay Flowers, that's where the Zay man comes off the board. Ryan, who you got? Yeah, I agree. Their receiving core is is looking uh, not all that fantastic outside of Chris Olave these days. So I'm going to go with someone to kind of sneak into the back end of the first round here and go with Jalen Hyatt from Tennessee. Who's, Ooh, uh, that, as, that is a sneaky pick there. Yeah, he's, he's viewed as, uh, you know, 
maybe everybody wants the next Tyreek Hill. I, you know, nobody's probably going to be that guy anytime soon, but Hyatt probably the closest in this particular draft. All right, the Eagles now up at 30th overall here. Ray, who do they take? Well, they just stockpile edge guys, and I have Will McDonald falling all the way there, and I think they'll run that pick up to the podium. That makes a lot of sense with how they operate. I agree there. Brian, who you got? Yeah, I mean, I also think that they always or they never turn their back right on a pass rusher. Um, so I'm going to go with kind of a, uh, you know, a little bit of an underrated guy in this class, I think. But Felix and Yudike Uzama from Kansas State, who visited the Steelers before the draft, I tend to think that the Steelers and the Eagles are probably going to be after a lot of the same guys, the same way they've been with the uh, with the Ravens over the years. You pronounced that very well, by the way. I can tell you watched some YouTube videos uh, <laughs> to, to, to catch to make sure they, the right pronunciation there. All right, last pick of the first round, and then we'll get to who the Steelers could take at 32. But, Ray, who did the Super Bowl champion Chiefs take at 31? Yeah, you know, at some point they got to start thinking about replacing Travis Kelsey. He doesn't look like he's slowing down. But I just can't – like, I can't give them Darnell Washington here. He hasn't proven that he's a – He's in that mold yet, so I'm going to give him a playmaker. I'm just going to go Quentin Johnson instead. Man, Quentin Johnson falling all the way to the Chiefs. That feels like a rich get richer type of situation there. Uh, Brian, who you got them taking? I'll go Anton Harrison from Oklahoma, probably the best left tackle left on the board, and they can invest once again in protecting their investment, Patrick Mahomes, and uh, that would be, you know, that would leave the Steelers in a little bit of a bind in terms of getting their guy on the offensive line. I agree. These are different situations that you would both have the Steelers in at 32 uh, receivers off the board, a plenty in both situations. Um, interesting, interesting spot spot here. Uh, Ray, who do you have the Steelers taking at 32 here? You've got Brian branch gone. You've got a lot of edges gone. All the corners, the top corners are gone, uh, but you had the Steelers taking Darnell Wright, So now they can avoid offensive tackle. Who do they take at 32 in your book? Yeah, let's stay in the trenches, and I know this might be a little bit early for some. Keon White out of Georgia Tech. The the edge rusher slash defensive lineman. Some people think that he could flex around a little bit, but as Mike Common says, he loves guys that bring him multiples. So that would certainly be in that category. Uh, Brian, who do you have the Steelers taking at 32 in your mind? Dewan Jones, the big tackle from Ohio State, because, like, I, you know, I just had another one go off the board to the Chiefs, and I – Got that key on white type D lineman with my first pick for the Steelers in this mock. So I'll say they they try to take one last stab at a potential lineman of the future on the offensive side of the ball as well. That would be a big, big, uh, you know, emphasis on offensive and defensive line if those are the Steelers' first two picks, for sure. And Absolutely. Until 49 to pick a corner, I guess. So very interesting. <laughs> well, as, as we've all three of us have talked about, this is a deep cornerback class, so maybe that, that gives them the confidence to wait until 49 to get their cornerback. Uh, but both of you, very interestingly, have the Steelers fortifying fortifying the trenches on both sides of the ball. Uh, Ray going off offensive tackle, Darnell Wright first, and then Keon White with the 32nd overall pick. Bryant, you have Lucas Van Ness going in the first round, and then Dewan Jones with the second round. That's very interesting. I think that that follows the lines as far as what the Steelers have been trying to do and fortify and getting stronger up front to control the line of scrimmage. We got three, got a few more days just until Thursday when this draft kicks off and we see, are you guys right or not? But 
Uh, I think this has been a fun exercise for, for us to show what you guys' thought process is on, not just on the Steelers, but all the teams that are going to be making runs at different situations. Ray, just give us some final thoughts on how you see this playing out and what the Steelers might need to do to make sure that they get the right pieces heading into things to get ready for this upcoming season. Yeah, listen, if you if you go O-line, D-line with the first two picks, you got to go corner uh, at 49, I think, and then maybe even again later. Um, and, of course, I think you need an edge rusher too. So you want to project out 49, 80, 120. I'll say two corners and an edge. Whoa. Brian, do you have a similar philosophy for the Steelers here? Because, again, you guys picked two of the same groups just in different orders here to start. Absolutely. Yeah. I think however it plays out and on draft night, I think there's going to be, I, I think there will be at least a couple trades and, and probably a couple major ones at the very least. And I think there's a decent chance the Steelers could end up in that mix. I, I want to say there were nine draft day trades last year involving first round picks alone. So uh, just by the sheer uh, odds of that, you got to think that Omar Khan could end up in that mix to move up or down, but Probably more likely up, I would think, from 17. So uh, however you slice it, though, I think they will come away with an O-lineman and a D-lineman from those first two picks. And I just think that Omar Khan being the kind of analytical GM numbers guy that he is, he's going to view this class as one that is deep at corner. He's not going to chase one at the top. If one of those top three do fall, then sure, go for it. But otherwise, I think he lets the draft come to him the same way uh, Kevin Colbert and the Steelers did last year with Kenny Pickett. Certainly, we could see that how that plays out. We got we got just a few more days of analyzing and going through all the prospects and all the possibilities. You can get all of our work here at the Pittsburgh Post Gazette by going to post-gazette.com. If you want to check out all of our podcasts and all of our, all of our video content, you can check us out on all our podcasting apps: Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you listen, and especially on YouTube. Like this video if you enjoyed this one. We got another Wednesday episode of the North Shore Drive podcast coming out where we give you a final break and look break down and look into the Steelers' plans, and of course Friday. We'll have another episode of this show where we're going over who the Steelers picked in the first round of the NFL draft. But also, we will have a live show on the night of the draft. So you'll want to subscribe to this channel to get all of our analysis right here from the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. From Chris Carter, Brian Bratko, Brian Bratko, and Ray Fittipato here at the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. Thanks for listening to the North Shore Drive podcast. We're back Wednesday breaking more things down on Pittsburgh sports for the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the North Shore Drive podcast of the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. If you're watching this video on YouTube, please like the video and subscribe to our YouTube channel. For six months of digital access to post-gazette.com for just $6, click the link down below in the description.